Oh, put the guns down. Is this, is this the first day on the job or something? Look, this is how it goes. You attack me one at a time, and I knock you out with a single punch, okay? Go. Judo, come on. Judo, come on. Do you know who I am? Have you any idea how many anonymous henchmen I've killed over the years? And look at you, you haven't even got a name tag. You've got no chance. Why don't you just fall down? We're all dying, actually. That's the one. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. I'm yeah. here with Dave. I'm here with Paul. Hey, let me adjust my thing. It looks like I'm like super loud here, and you're not loud enough. All right. So I am back from up north. Oh, that's right. Had a uh, the last podcast was me and Eric had a freaking blast. We also Far. did wildcard. We're just doing wildcard. Oh, really? Now did you pick all ours? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 stayed themed in the horror because that's he's kind a of our thing. Yeah, guy. he's a horror guy, and we've done eleven podcasts. Is he, in, is he in any of those Marvel universes or, or DC? Uh, yeah, he'll watch an occasional one here and there if it's good and everything. But they, I think, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's dropped off Marvel. No one watches Marvel or DC anymore because the movies are bad. After Avengers Endgame, it was like a total fucking. What did they do wrong? Because I they, hear this too. I hear this too. Yeah, but they're still getting. They're not engaging. Big. They're they're bad stories. They're bad actors. They're uh, they're just not run well. There's a couple of the TV shows that are all right, but uh, I mean, it's almost like they're looking to find them. the flavor of the month to come join Marvel. They well, instead of picking good actors and have them. What will bring everyone back is introducing the Fantastic Four or the X-Men into the Marvel Universe, and that's what they're working on right now. I, I, every day I hear of a, a rumor of this guy is going to be the... Uh, I have to imagine this little roundtable discussion right now is taking place a lot oh, shit, through yeah. that company. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. how do we get back to our glory? Yep, because that's where it is. Well, they're even talking about bringing those actors back. And it, they could, too, if they had them on alternate timelines or if they had them pre-Endgame. They just they, try to pump them out too quick. That's their problem. Well, they had a they had a good stream going there, and it worked for a while. Now it it's not, now it's not, it's not working. working. So, but, I mean, look at the movie business. I'm not a big fan of superhero movies, just yeah. FYI. No. I mean, I, I like some, and I don't like others. So, and, But most of the ones that I like really, really love are all in the 80s anyways. Like, I went back and rewatched Superman 2. Superman 2, and... The 89 Batman and Superman 2 might be the two best superhero movies ever made, in my opinion. I liked a bunch of X-Men stuff. Uh, no, there was t- tons of those X-Men. The, the, this is a good run all the way through Days of Futures Past. That was great. All the way up until like the last one, maybe. They, they nailed those pretty well. You know who my favorite character is? Who's that? It, I don't know what his name is, but it's a guy from American Horror Story that would, could slow time. So oh, yeah, he yeah, would yeah, run yeah, and he'd yeah, yeah. move the bullets. Quicksilver. Is that, is yeah, that the character? Evan Quicksilver? Peters. Yeah. Yeah, Evan Peters. That was such an fascinating. I could have watched a whole movie just on that. Yeah. And well, that was the good one. That was first class, I want to say, or it might have been the uh, the one right after it where they introduced him. And he was great. And that's an interesting character because they they have another version of him out there in the universe. The guy, who, the kid who played Kick-Ass is another Quicksilver, but they killed him off. It was some weird deal. Like, it, when the Sony and the Marvel was was broken up and everything, uh, some per- some people were allowed to use certain characters and some yeah. people weren't. And for some reason, because Quicksilver crossed between the Spider-Man universe and also the, uh, the Avengers they the universe, they it. had the rights to it or something. It was weird. But uh, I just ordered, and... Uh, 
hasn't been a whole lot of big movies this year. I, I mean, I've got plenty from my 2013 review and me and uh, Justin do, uh, do it because I know you haven't seen a whole lot of 2023, but Justin has. And uh, there hasn't been some standout ones, but I there was two movies that are probably the two biggest movies of 2023, and I just ordered one, not realizing it's not coming out on DVD. I can't get it at Redbox for another two weeks or something, and I think I'm not even sure you can rent it now. I think you can only buy it as Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. My guy who broke breaks the 4K sets just broke one and a sell, sold the Blu-ray for a seven ninety nine. and I said, I'm not doing that all day long. I'm Oppenheimer on that. Uh, it's I one mean, of those movies I know I'm going to love. I'm going to love fascinating it. Fascinating. Yep. Anything history yep. sort of around an event like this, yep. like the developing of the first... So before our next pod, I will have definitely seen it by then. I haven't seen it. I think it's streaming on one platform I'm on, but I haven't watched it. Not for free, probably. I don't think No, it's... I pay for the Oh, you platform. pay for the platform? Do you think it's on there? I think it's on a platform I pay for. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's on anything at the moment. I think even the I, I think even the rented, it's... Uh, let me see. I can tell you. I that. also could be confusing it as rent on YouTube. I know... Uh, in, well, the other one I was going to say is... Uh, yeah, it looks like in <coughs> the only way to watch it is to buy it for twenty bucks, right now. Twenty bucks across the board. That's because it's not officially even out, other than physical media. I think they released the physical media a couple weeks ago. So unless you're going to Walmart and spending thirty twenty five to thirty dollars on the physical media, you're going to have to pay twenty dollars to stream it. That's for now. I think I think in December fourteenth, I think it drops down, and then you could start renting it for five ninety nine, and maybe it will go to Paramount how long Plus before or you something think, like that. How long before you think these major studios will do away with DVDs? I don't know. They're having a resurgence now. I think people are having one of those uh, physical Re- media play m- moments. Yeah, I think they're having one of those record player moments in a in a way. Because uh, it seems to be ramping up a little bit, and things that weren't going to get physical media getting—I I don't understand well, what do you why get not with the DVD. Oh, they're over what? You well, would they're get. packing it. They're packing the 4Ks and the Blu-rays together, and the special features are insane. And then they're—they they're, can't get those anywhere else. Uh, you probably can. Well, there's certain companies, but that you're are a really DVD guy. It. You like the. You like oh, I like physical media because I don't want to have to be on a platform for the rest of my life. If I want to watch, uh, I don't want to have to have like uh, Paramount Plus forever. If I <laughs> want to watch one thing, I'm going or off the grid. Yeah, no, well, that's what it is. In half of these things are not streaming everywhere. Uh, like, if you watched a movie a day, how many days would you need to get more movies before you need? Oh, to get more well, movies? I wouldn't. Uh, well, without repeating, without repeating. Well, I've got three thousand. So whatever so that 10 is, ten years, ten years, a little uh, less than without 10 years. repeating. If it's just three thousand, you need yeah. three thousand. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet next week, <laughs> whatever the number is. Uh, it would be thirty six fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Did you watch anything that uh, this week that you're not uh, talking about specifically? Um, uh, on this because we we have a we're doing wild cards. Dave's picking three. I'm picking three. I have somewhat of a theme. Dave has somewhat of a theme. Can I talk about? Something I've been watching that's sure. really cool that's not actually a movie. It's oh, more of a shit. television Here segment. He goes again. Just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Some people like history and some people don't like history. As a way to absorb, I think it's important to learn history. And this show, Drunk History, yeah, yeah, is so history. good. Yeah. It's so good. They're the guys clever. that are doing it do their research. They tell an accurate story that's been vetted probably by experts. Yeah. To tell, and then they just have some drunk comedian who's 
shit faced. It's I really mean, brilliant. I I don't I see some of them. I'm like, I don't think I could get that drug. Yeah, it's right up there. Drunk History also reminds me of that uh, that Hot One show. It's oh, the just wings. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's called Hot Ones. Yeah. And it's it's just clever gimmick. It's an interview show, but yeah. they've worked an, a yeah. clever enough gimmick around yeah. it, which it makes it extra interesting for people to watch. Watch the Gordon Ramsay or the Sha- Shaquille O'Neal one if you want to just fucking uh, lose your shit. It, it, they're funny-ass stuff, man. Uh, and I've seen several drug histories back in the day. I, I can't believe they're still doing them. Well, here's what they're doing now. They got a YouTube channel through, I think, Comedy Central. It's, yeah. And they... Uh, they they do just, top, everyone's doing a redesign. They do top 10 stories about the Civil War. Oh, they're just so, doing themes. From other episodes. They oh, okay. pull, they'll put an episode together made up out of like three different episodes. So they're not the technically making new shows at I, the they, moment? They might be. Okay. They had so many of them, though. I mean, they were on <laughs> Doug Stanhope, you know that comedian? Oh, yeah. I love Doug. He was like, he was like, Drunk History is a show, and I don't get a call, let alone the first call. Yeah, call because yeah. he, he worked for them for the man show yeah. before and he is the, the probably the biggest alcoholic and he's like now that ron white he's like stops. well this was his punchline he's like he's like i could have done it he said but they were going to have me do a comedy center was going to have their doctors yeah. do an evaluation they have everybody evaluated before the show mm. and he's like <laughs> and i'll never have a Comedy Central guy tell me that I got liver cancer. He's yeah. like, I never want to hear that coming from somebody from Comedy Central. The guy that got to host Drunk History is good. Doug oh, Derek. Not, yeah, Doug's not always as likable as some of those other people. It's like that Chris Hardwick. He says, yeah, you may not like him, but he's likable as shit. I said, he seems like the everyman. But they, the fact that they get those high-level actors. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Come in. It's fun. I think the they have Salem a, Witch ones was I think great. They have a Winona Ryder did one. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they have the same, like... 20 people oh yeah yeah they, and then they have like and some of those random. background people are great it's a great show yeah it's pretty fun so uh my my theme of my movies this week is s- stuff that was true stuff oh true stories so nice. ties in with drunk history so the only new ones i one of them ties into one of my uh my uh, picks, but I'll so I'll go into that a little later. But I uh, rewatched Scorpio. I didn't rewatch it. I watched it the first time. It was called Scorpio with Burt Lancaster, and it was a spy movie. And it made my it made my decent list. It it didn't carry it along as well as I uh, had hoped. A lot of my other uh, Burt Lancaster movies did, but it was it was a good spy movie enough. It felt like one of those uh, late seventies kind of Clint Eastwood movies, but it didn't really have a whole lot going on. There was another great indie horror movie called Blood Diner, which I saw it on that documentary that I watched, which was just wild, and it, w- it was a good one. Uh, and then I just watched, there was only one other one I watched, uh, another Burt Lancaster movie, because I'm going through that stack, and this one was great. Have you heard of uh, Twilight's Last Gleaming, 1977? It's a war movie. No, well, not really. It's a... Uh, it's three rogue uh, people taking over a missile silo, and the three people are Burt Lancaster, Burt... Uh, young Polly from uh, he just died, from Rocky right? just died, and uh, Paul Winfield, who's the oh, yeah. uh, you know the black guy yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, Serpent in the Rainbow, and he was in Star Trek Two. He had yep. the worms in his ear. Uh, very recognizable. And those three and Burt Lancaster used to work for like uh, the high level military, and he was pissed off, and they fucked him over and everything. So he's going to go in there and he's going to take over. And he got the keys and he got the missile codes gonna... and everything, and he was going to launch him, man. And it, the whole movie is him in that room dealing with the uh, the people on the other side. And well, uh, I, who was, is he going to launch him on? 
he was gonna uh, he was taking out other missiles uh, silos and everything at first, but our like, own missiles, our silos? own. He was he was launching them against us, and then he was worried about them uh, attacking Russia, which would uh, do a whole war games type thing. So I loved that; that was great. I still haven't seen any. There hasn't been any fantastic movies. My fantastic list has been pretty small this year. Uh, maybe it's because of the movies that I've chosen to watch. If I didn't watch <laughs> movies like, poorly. I know if I didn't choose to watch <laughs> Blood Diner, I, maybe I would. But the last movie that and and three Burt Lancaster movies have made my fantastic list. That seven Did, years and that seven days in May, Birdman of Alcatraz and the Gunfight at the OK Corral uh, were okay. so fucking fantastic. I thought you were gonna say Blood and Honey by the. the Winnie the Pooh movie. No, no, I never watched that yet. Uh, and the only other modern one, though, which will be on my best of 2023, is that Talk to Me. I don't want to talk about it much because I uh, Justin needs to see it, uh, first of all. But that's that fucking, it's a crazy fucking movie. Eric, I uh, just watched it the second time. Talk to Eric me. Eric bought it. What is it? It's the one with the uh, the ceramic hand that if you, uh, you grab it, uh, you grab the hand, and people do it at a party. It's an oh, Australian yeah, yeah, yeah. indie okay, movie. Okay, you so told you, me this. He grabs the hand, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you say, talk to me, and you'll see a, 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 a ghost, spirit. a spirit. But then if you say, let me in, that spirit will like uh, take part in your body, basically uh, take over your body, possess you. Uh, that and can't and you can only do it for 90 seconds, and they got to pull it off you, or the, or the spirit's going to want to It's like Flatliners. It yeah, it's exactly like Flatliners in that aspect, <laughs> so it was good. Uh, but I say we start going, man. I say we start talking about some uh, friggin' uh, wild cards. Some wild cards. It's gonna get wild, man. It's wild card, bitches. So what do you got for our first one? And let's remind everyone your theme is true, true stories, truth. Um, <laughs> Give us the truth. So I let me see. I'm trying to decide where to start because there's uplifting, there's interesting, and then there's depressing as shit. I've got a good one to do right after your depressing. So let's do depressing let's right do off it. the bat. Then all right, all right. This is. Uh, let me get it's the, a movie called Margin Call. Yes, I've only seen this like once. Is this the one with Michael Keaton or no? It's no. not Michael Keaton. Is it uh, Spacey in this? Spacey one? is in this okay. one. Um, Bruce Willis's ex-wife Demi, Demi Moore, Moore is yeah. in this one. Zach Quinto plays a Zach great Quinto. Yeah, yeah. role in this movie. And then there's some British dude with red hair. Yeah, let me look. And up he was fantastic. List. And I don't know his name. I probably can look it up. I'll look up the guys. Let's tell us what uh, what was so, the, this, this was about the election? Or? No, this was about the uh, financial crisis. Okay, almost think so. Here's a good way to think about this movie. Whereas the Big Short was a bunch of guys finding out. Paul Bettany is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So if the Big Short is is about some traders and people finding out that the banking industry was in trouble, mm-hmm. Margin Call is from inside the bank. While the same timeline is happening. Okay, gotcha. So same Marvel universe. I what they created a fake name. Jeremy Irons is the head of it, and he's we got awesome. Stanley Tucci also. Everybody is great. Simon Baker. I, yeah. I haven't seen that's probably the last movie Simon Baker's ever done. Uh, Mary McDonald, who's in this. Ashley Williams. Uh, yeah, there's a good amount of people that were in this. Uh, yeah, all, ensemble cast, and it was like all within like a 48 hour period. Same guy who did the All Is Lost. That's interesting. You would yeah. never have connected those two guys. That's that Robert Redford yeah, yeah, yeah. out on the sea by himself. I bet you Robert Redford b- bankrolled some of this, probably. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It. It. I don't know if it did well or not. I don't yeah. know how those movies do. I love them. Like the Big Short. I. This strikes me as this was an HBO movie. Like it could have. I think it was an HBO. It could have been. Movie. I bought it. On YouTube. Yeah. I own that and Big Short. I own this. I own both and this and Big Short. And I think I have seen this one. And I have still not seen it. The world gets greedy 
and we sit back and we let it happen. I'm not a conspiracy guy. Yeah. This is literally what big banks. This is why there's more billionaires ever than like mm. when someone was a billionaire ten years ago. It's like wow. Now it's like yeah, he's he's a thousandth on the list. <laughs> but so this is a story about the banks knew they were about to. They were in trouble. They had over. They this had, is the inside, inside, inside. inside. Like, like they were so, on the ground floor. Without getting into trading and the what margins are, you can buy stocks on credit, basically. Yeah. So big banks, they'll say, I want five million shares of this. I don't have all the money to pay you, but I'll pay you yeah, yeah. like over time or installments or when they, if it goes up, just give me the profits. Anyways, they over leveraged themselves to the point where they bet too much on the housing market. Yeah. And the whole market was about to crash. And they had, they knew it was going to happen. Zach Quinto caught it. He was, yeah. a, he was like, a, and they were hoping the government, come on, just forgive this. No, but they were hoping they could unload their stock before it happened. Before so the whole movie reveal, is just yeah. them tricking Scrambling. their, tricking their investors that believed in them, yeah. into buying shit they knew was going to drop in two days. Basically, and, making themselves look hard. And Jer- yo, and Jeremy Irons is like, well. We live to fight another day. And then he gets on his private jet and flies back yeah, yeah, to Nantucket. Yeah. And it's like, it's just as infuriating as, as margin call for me. Yeah. Because it's like, and then they got, and then they got buyouts. Mm-hmm. The, then the government, U.S. government buys them out. That hadn't happened. So th- this is just a slice of right up until the. So I remember w- when it was happening and people were like, it, there's a day. Bear, Bear or, or um, not Bear Stearns. The other one. Another investment bank went bankrupt. Yeah. That's like someone that had a bunch of people's money went bankrupt. And that's what triggered everything. Yeah. So God, that sucks, man. And but really, Zach Quinto was great. Yeah. And movie. I haven't seen him. He, he his star was going pretty strong in there for a while. And then I, I don't know what he did that uh we just have not seen Zachary Quinto in a he lot might, of stuff. He might be in one of my other movies. Hold on. Uh what <laughs> I'm talking about recently. What has he done? Because the last thing I saw him in was like an American Horror Story. And then after that, I haven't seen him do anything. After that and Spock, maybe he's just taking that Spock money and enjoying life. I don't know. He's great at Spock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he, he nailed that. Nails role. it perfectly. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of away from that universe. Who's Stanley Tucci playing uh, Marjorie Call? Um, like, he, oh, he's, he's another he's, guy I love. They, so, they, so the way it happened is the bank did a huge layoff. Up to leading up to this day that you were about to come into, yeah. Stanley Tucci is one of the people that got laid off. Oh, okay. He had been looking at financial records and trying to tell people, "Hey, we're putting ourselves in," and but I can't figure out why. So he, on his way out the door, he hands Zachary Quinto a USB port and says, I'm "Working on something. They just can me." Yeah. Look into it. God, yeah, I remember that part. You know, I love Stanley Tucci because you could see Stanley Tucci in this role, but you could also see Stanley Tucci in like the Jeremy Irons role. Well, here's the uh, here's the thing. Here's the, Jeremy Irons is perfect. Yeah, but Stanley Tucci can play can too. play really high up, or he could just play this. It, low well, he level. was angry through this because here's yeah. what happened. So Zachary Quinto finds something, mm-hmm. tells the bank, "Hey, I dug deep, deep, deep. I we're gonna be insolvent in X amount of days, like two months, one month, whatever. We need to sell." Everything we got as fast as we can before it blows up yeah, in yeah. our face. And so he still didn't know all the details. So the, they had fired Stanley Tucci. Mm-hmm. They said, go get him. Go get him. Yeah, go get him back. Go get him back. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I want, cost you. He's like, I want half a million yeah. a day or some ridiculous. like. It, so he ends up getting paid yeah. at the end. But Wasn't Jeremy he- Irons gets on his jet and flies away. Kevin Spacey. Was so good in this movie. Yeah, he it was the one. Me off when I see him in good, at I know. It almost pisses me mm-hmm. off when I see him good. This is 2011, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, 
He's the <laughs> so one was going so on. So he's but... the guy. He's the lead trader that has to go tell all the other traders, "Hey, you're all going to be fired yeah. tomorrow." But today, I need you to unload everything and everything you can. And if you do, everyone that does it, I'll give you a million dollar bonus. Oh, tomorrow. Well, that'll make everyone do it. <laughs> and he had to keep them going. They would just like, uh, and, and people would get suspicious. They're like, I'm hearing a lot of rumors about your firm selling out a bunch of stock. He's yeah. like, ah, that's what rumors are like. And so the, they would just, the whole day was oh, just yeah. a ruse. And it uh, makes you mad because Jeremy Irons yeah. comes in, gets his private dinner, gets yeah, back on like his private the, uh, jet. He's and, the Brian Cox character from like that succession. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go screw over it, which is basically a Rupert Murdoch. It's, yeah. it's basically, yeah, we're just going to do... Business as usual. Like the the we'll survival split. of the company is more important yeah. than the relationships that we have. To wasn't uh, Stanley Tucci in Spotlight? He was great in Spotlight, wasn't he? Wasn't he the one that was like, uh, uh, you remember Spotlight, right? The Boston, yeah, the Boston Priest uh, movie. There was another movie where he played somebody that. Uh, I'm going to get That was, yeah. He, w- he was like a lawyer or something like that. Well, for me, Stanley Tucci. Uh, yeah, well, that was a different one, Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition, he played an, another interesting character. Well, probably the most interesting character he ever did was uh, Lovely Bones, <laughs> playing the fucking kidnapper, uh, the uh, the pedophile yeah, kidnapper yeah, yeah. that dug the hole in the fucking field and everything. He was creepy as shit in that movie and everything. But yeah, he comes in, or even like uh, The Devil Wears Prada, he comes in and plays like the most interesting characters, like almost above the level of normal character actor. But type serious, work. but snarky. Yeah, like, yeah. He's got that snarky that devil wears prada he was awesome that, like he could have played kevin pollock's role in in uh yeah 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 unusual suspects, unusual suspects. Yeah. that's sort of like but yeah that was your depressing one yeah a lot of people did lose some money there <laughs> well here's the thing um the banks paid all the money back like yep. in a year i remember that and and made record profits after that. Yeah. So we, it was crazy. the right thing for Obama to do. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that we had to do it. Sorry, we're going to have to just print money at this point. But at this time, we got to print money. <laughs> Which makes me think they'll do it again. Yeah. All right. So the first of my three, my th- theme is going to be uh, kind of franchises. I've got three different franchises on here, and I, I'm going to pick a different movie from each of them. Uh, this one I just randomly put in the other day, and I was like, oh, goddamn, man, this movie is so fucking funny. It's one of the best comedies. And we, we've talked about it before. We haven't talked about it in a long time. I know you love it, too. Uh, so uh, to get on a lighter note, I think we're going to talk 2002's Goldmember. Oh, Goldmember. part of the Austin Powers franchise. Uh, such a silly time. It's it's so great and it's so quotable, and you'll hear a lot of the quotes. I think we'll mainly be quoting the uh, the movies here. Like it's it's almost too stupid to be made now, right? It, almost. Like uh, I mean, it's it, definitely uh, it holds more up. risque than uh, than you you remembered about it. But some of the like just regular like. Uh, uh, just kind of nasty humor or humor like when he's pretending to be the fountain pissing and he's behind oh, yeah, the yeah, fountain yeah, yeah. And he's pissing or the stuff with Fat Bastard. That's just crude humor that that'll always play. That's fine. The 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 Fook Me and Fook You might might be a little weird. Uh, the two Asian twins and Look, everything. Basil. Twins. And, uh, <laughs> I think of, I've used that line a bunch of times. Uh, one of my favorite lines that I, I say constantly throughout the house is... Uh, uh, Doctor Evil sliding his uh, his chair up to uh, Goldmember and saying, "How about no, you crazy <laughs> Dutch bastard?" <laughs> Anytime somebody like no. one of the cats at the house yeah, wants something well, from me, I'll be like, "How about no?" <laughs> is this the Scotty Don't? 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my uh, one of my You know what I what I recently discovered? I don't like to watch too much of it, but some of it is pretty funny is uh Robot Chicken. Yeah, I could take that in small chunks too. Like a half hour or 20 back, minutes. Back in the day I could do that. If I'm if I'm watching something animated or something on that style now, right now it's almost always Bob's Burgers because it's like I can I can watch it for 10 minutes walk out of the room not have to pause it don't give a shit it's all the same storyline type of deal they do the same thing as drunk history online they'll make themes yeah they'll like the top 10 comic strip they made fun of yeah 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 I mean well when you have a that's uh, the best way to when you have it. a background that much of material you can just go crazy with those greatest hits theme episodes yeah I mean that's basically what we're doing here <laughs> doing theme episodes after each uh, but just a breakdown of Goldmember Goldmember had so much going for it uh, the prison stuff where Dr. Evil went to prison and he had, he did that whole song with, with Mini-Me. Right. Uh, oh, man. It, it, and Michael Caine was in this one? Michael Caine's in this one. You had the whole Fred Savage mole thing in this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I love uh Michael Mini- Caine had the best line Michael of the whole had, entire movie. He, he, was, he had the best line in the whole movie. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would argue that there's... What's, his, what's his your probably, best line in this movie? I... I think it would have to be Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil's got all the best lines for me. And it's usually making fun of somebody. Like the him going against Goldmember in this is so funny because Goldmember is such a weird thing where he's he's can we uh can we uh dip his <laughs> they were talking about dipping his genitals in, in gold and that's where he's like, How about gold? No? <laughs> I don't speak freaky dicky Dutch. <laughs> Uh, the Michael Caine one where he's oh, like, yeah, when he's you talking, don't even have a name tag. Yeah, you, you might, might as well have, just lie down right now. And the guy does it. He just lies yeah, down the ground. It's so, so funny. great. Uh, Beyonce was great in this movie. I, I love That's the true. I love the Nathan Lane thing where he's like kind of the medium between him and Beyonce when he's he's mouthing what Beyonce's saying and, and Beyonce's back is to Nathan Lane. And uh, uh, Mike Myers has a fucking back and forth with Nathan Lane as Beyonce. It's so funny, man. Just it's it's the best of what Mike. I'm always been a Mike Myers fan. One of my favorite comedies of all time is So I Married an Axe Murder, and it was you realized early on that he was all about characters and kind of like how Eddie Murphy was always doing characters back in the day. But Mike Myers had like five or six really incredible ones, and when he nails them, he really nails them, man. And the the Doctor Evil is one of the best characters he's ever come up with. The, then also in this movie, and sometimes we got four on the screen at the same time. So he's, yeah. he's playing Gold Member, he's playing Austin Powers, he's playing Doctor Evil, he's playing Fat uh, Bastard. I say that, uh, and he's playing uh, the the Gold Member character. So it's crazy how many different characters he played. He tried to do it again with a series that was on Netflix, and it didn't work. I watched like two or three episodes, and it was very strange. And I I think it would have worked back in the day, but it. It, people were just kind of through with it by then and his characters weren't as interesting as they always were like him the reason Fat Bastard was great is because he, he nailed that Scottish accent with his dad and so I married an axe murder yeah. and it was just I like the little tiny roles you see him in in other movies yeah yeah like when he did the record exec from uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody was awesome in that role and I think it was uh, Glorious uh, Bastards, Glorious Bastards. Yep. he was one of the British commanders yep and you would never know never it was him. Noticed. Either of the roles. Both those roles, he was But it was gave him a chance to be a different person. You're yep. Like, and just use his accent. Mm-hmm. He loved accents. He, he's really good at he's them. He's really good at them. He's good at facial contortions yeah. and stuff, he, too. He's got his fucking... Uh, his, his. I wonder if he was a big fan of... Uh, who did the Pink Panther? What was that dude? Oh, Peter Sellers? Yeah. Guarantee it. Guarantee he would, he's a huge Peter Sellers fan because he, he's got that written all over him. Uh, 
I would love to see them bring uh, Austin Powers back. They could completely do it. He still looks great, and he's in makeup anyways. And it would be funny to see an aging kind of him. And it's it, like how none of it works now, and he's trying to make it all work and everything like that. And he would be able to fall into those other things. I think people would be on board for more Austin Powers. I know people have been talking a lot more recently about the like Ace Ventura movies. I said, you want to movies that really go overboard in that type of thing ace ventura even if we Who just was talking about doing uh, ace ventura? i always see memes from it or people on the groups saying this was our the funniest thing in the 90s don't try to convince us otherwise and yeah. uh it was it was one of the biggest things in the 90s but you go back to that that whole anti-trans ending of the first one or you go to the uh the second one didn't have as many stuff going on other than like the uh him coming out of the rhino's <laughs> <laughs> which was probably the most memorable scene of the second one. But I've, I keep hearing that there's going to be a third one of that. Have you seen the images of uh, Eddie from uh, from Beverly Hills Cop 4? Uh-oh. You would not know that he it wasn't a still from one of the other ones. He looks He's wearing the lion's jacket, and I kept thinking, is that him on the set, or is that a previous like photo? Maybe not one and two, but definitely from like three where he was getting a little bit thicker. Uh, he lives super clean, though, didn't he? He, he lives super, super clean. I mean, I, like, he, don't even, like he doesn't forever. even drink caffeine. But I mean like forever. Yeah. His entire life, he has not done a drunk, uh, yeah. a drug or a drink in his or life, I think. a cigarette. No, he's very clean. I think That's once why he looks like they ha- they there's a very famous scene in the first Beverly Hills Cop where they gave him coffee because he had been up for too long and it, he's not used to having caffeine and he did that uh he, he was. It was the scene, scene with. It was the scene with Ronnie Cox and jo- uh, jo- uh, John Ashton and Judge he, Reinhold. When he punched him. Tri- it was after the strip uh, club scene. He was. He was like the strip scene was working. He's like, you guys are like super cops. All you need yeah. is the capes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this is uh, how it went down. Like he's like to ask Judge Reinhold him. was talking about. It. He's like, I was. If you look in that scene, you can see my hand in my pocket and I'm pinching my leg, trying not to break the scene and uh, make uh, laugh because he was just on point that scene was really cool the strip club the whole movie man the the whole first one is tight second one's pretty tight but that first one is tight that is a really really fantastic fucking cop uh comedy uh and the comedy was was there but it wasn't overwhelming is the second one was a little bit more comedy i mean you got judge ryan hall driving around on the cement truck and gilbert godfrey that whole gilbert godfrey scene is great but it's like it's it's a fucking comedy for sure so the third one, I'm very I interested about, in seeing what I they think do. I quoted that. I think I quote that Gilbert Garver scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Before when people will say like, if I I was like, well, what if I had something over here, and then you know I had to take it here, but my focus was over here. Yeah, like, people. Know, see, like, some people know you're doing that scene, and it's funny. I've, yeah, I've talked about that with like Christina does like three or four scenes with me that she doesn't know what fucking they're from. She just knows that I I say you that line that I she do knows that line, it, and she, she knows that it's next, a line. It's a line from something. She has no clue what it's from. All right, so what do you got now? Depressing, just not as depressing. No, nothing's <laughs> no. The, well, nothing's depressing coming from here on out. So. Oh, it's all good. Well, stuff. plague okay. dogs. Well, there are the nine point oh. No, <laughs> this one does have a lot of I'll Nazis. Do it. In it. Don't this threaten one, me. It's a lot of Nazis in it. <laughs> so I guess it's. I just bought a nut. Did I send you the picture of the Nazi action figure? I told my wife uh-uh. when I got home from up north. I said, check out the Nazi action figure I got. Well, I got the uh general from, tot from uh raise the lost, lost ark yeah where his face is they melting. actually put a, him in a nazi uniform yeah yeah no well he's got that black 
outfit and everything. But it, uh, mm-hmm. he comes with the hand where he has the impression of the headpiece yep. from the staff is burned into his hand. And they have the alternate head where his face is melting off. And I was like, well, I'm definitely using that. So I put that head on him. But if you buy every Indiana Jones figure in the line, you get a piece of the arc. And then you can build it. And I'm like, man, I need to just buy a completed arc because I want it in front of him so I can have him like standing over it with his face That would melting. look pretty sweet. It would look pretty sweet. So back to Nazis. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's how we started it. <laughs> so, well, the reason why this isn't depressing, yeah. it's because it's a really cool story. So everybody knows about this man from Germany. <laughs> His name was Adolf Hitler. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. He did terrible things throughout Europe. His his art teacher shouldn't have been as hard on him, <laughs> and he would have had a he would have had a different career. This, he did we should hor- be talking Max one of these. He days, did horrible. You know? He did horrible stuff. I don't think we've talked Max before. We should do Max. that sometime. That's the one oh, where the, John Cusack oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. plays the art that teacher. That was great. And uh, uh, what's his name played. Hitler. It's the second time he's played Hitler, that little guy from uh, fucking uh, Schwartz. Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Can't remember his name. He was in Game of Thrones, but he was also uh, in uh, what was the uh, shit? I, I won't remember. He's got <laughs> I, a weird name. I'm Noah, in the middle Noah of my something. setup. I'm no, in the middle of my setup. It's Noah something. Go ahead. Noah something. Okay. So, like I was saying, Hitler did a lot of bad stuff. This focuses on something that I didn't know happened. Okay. So, what the Nazis were doing, which I assume this is what they were doing, but they were going through all Europe and they were ta- stealing every painting. And every sculpture and every decorative vase and catalog and warehousing them in like mines. They'd go into a they'd go into a town, yeah. then they'd store everything in a nearby mine and brick it up. Their shit. So yeah. they'd come back for it after we after we ha- win. Yeah. That's why when they took the Eagles nest, it was just filled with shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But the- uh Oh, so you're talking what was Monument Man Monument. is the name of this movie, and it's all about. Is this the Clooney one? Yes. Okay. Didn't do really well. I don't at the know if office. it did well or not. It was a great movie. Yeah. John. Uh, you Goodman know what's the same? It. A similar movie that you might that you would really love if you love this movie. You should watch The Train. I've seen The Train with uh, that was one of uh, Vinny's favorite movies of all time when he was when he was on his deathbed. He was watching The Train. So here's the cast: Clooney, Matt Damon, Bill Murray, John Goodman. Gene Duradin, don't know him. Uh, Bob Balaban. Oh, wait. Oh, Bob Balaban. I don't know him. Hugh Bonneville and Kate Blanchett. Okay. Um, they needed so, a woman there. <laughs> Let's start Well, she was the there. French contact. Oh, so okay. basically what they were trying to do is they had a crack unit of guys that knew a lot about art. Yeah. New paintings, new styles, new... That also n- happened to be soldiers? No. No. <laughs> Almost not at all. Yeah. The whole, I think Clooney was a soldier. It's got to be Bob Balaban's got to be but one of the art yeah. right? So it was basically they their job was to their job was to go around and find out where paintings were going from people that were left behind in the community. Did you yeah. see a truck pull up? Where did the truck heading? They basically find these mines and then tried to give all the art back to the people it was stolen from. Yeah, and they found. Hundreds of thousands like of people. Like Robin Hood. Hundred, yeah, except they were giving it back to the people who owned it. Yeah, okay. First place. Um, You're talking disparaging shit about Robin Hood? You say he kept some of that money? He kept money. This is tax. I mean, come on. I, got, I, I have all the diesel fuel. Yeah. So they created a unit that was their only job was to go around, and it wasn't not dangerous. Like two of them or three yeah. of them died while they were doing it. Mm-hmm. And this was an actual unit that went and found... Was John Goodman in the uh, and Bill Murray kind of the comic relief in it? Or? They were the, definitely the comic relief. Um, everybody was funny. Yeah, was, was it 
It was a little bit more comedic than it should have been. No, I it had just the right amount of really? comedy. Okay, so yeah. it going in though, though it was thought of. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, but like going they put him through it, a two week boot camp, and, okay. and it was like so the comedy was there. And so the well, whole thing. the boot camp on screen only lasted a minute, yeah, or two. But one scene, John Candy, uh, not John, John Goodman was doing the under the wire crawl, mm-hmm. yeah. and someone came to talk to him, and he wasn't like other soldiers, so he just got up and walked out. And he's like, yeah, I'm glad I'm done with that. And I just sit there and shoot fake bullets at you. He's like, no, those bullets are real. He thought <laughs> for a second. He's like, oh, okay. And they kept going. But the moment, just the look on his face yeah. was great. So he was one of the art dealers. He was one of the art. Uh, so um, was Bill Murray. It wasn't dealers so much as like historians yeah. about art. So they were from Experts. universities. They worked at auction houses that bought stuff. So who were the soldiers? Um Like the Clooney, real soldiers. I think Clooney was one that, that was in the army. Mm-hmm. And he was... Yeah, he was task to put this group together yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said well i need these guys these 10 guys yeah. so they saw him go around and gather them all up they went through this little two-week bullshit boot camp lasted a minute and a half on screen then they basically dump them in normandy and they make their way through villages I mean, it's and fascinating it's story. fascinating they were they had they had uh panels they were looking for from a italian monastery or not or a french monastery something crazy that had been there for you know beast like before Christ. I'm wondering how much stuff that they uh that stolen is still not showing up. Well, they Probably burned a lot of it. A buttload. They burned it they, too, huh? Everything was dynamited and if they were about to get They shot caught, that in this too? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. showed them do the yeah. burning. Yeah. There was a great scene where where uh Matt Damon steps on a mine mm. but it doesn't go off because his okay, foot's on so it. Yeah, it's one of those. And so He's like, I need help here. And so like Bill Murray comes in and he's like, hey, what, what happened? He's like, I stepped out of mine. He's like, well, why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the next guy oh, was yeah, John Goodman. Trailer. Yeah, he yeah. came through and he said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. There was definitely comedy. I remember when it came out and I wanted to see it. It was it was one of those movies that just came and went real quick. The, the other one that was like that was that. You'll that, enjoy that it movie. on several levels. Yeah, yeah. I, I like all those actors. I think I would enjoy it because it's got like that Kelly's Heroes kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't put it in depressing. Like it's yeah, a, yeah. it's about Nazis, but it's basically <laughs> oh the funny Nazis. <laughs> yeah, we follow them. We just and they capture some and they tell them, tell me where this is, yeah, tell me yeah. where that is. And one of them spoke German. I can't remember who. Yeah, I, I've only seen the train twice. I need to rewatch it. I really, really love it. I have a great when did uh, that come out? Copy of it. That's probably fifty six, fifty seven. That was early black and white. It was yeah, black yeah, and yeah. white. Uh, it super early Burt Lancaster. Yeah, like I said, it was our grandfather's one of his favorite movies of all time, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, like I said, Burt Lancaster was one of my uh, my late uh, acquisition favorite actors, uh, especially within the last year. Just going through a lot of his movies, like five of my top two hundred fifty movies uh, are like Burt Lancaster films. Uh, really, really good. Yeah, I'll give Monuments Men a, a, a try. It sounds like one that I would definitely like, and I'm I'm not sure what made it not do well, but I don't know. I mean, look at the time names, period. Look man. at the names they had to pay out. Yeah, I mean, this, it seems like a quality cast too, so it's crazy. Well, it probably got out that they're like it wasn't a war, war movie. You were yeah. sort of reminded that war was all around you the whole time. Yeah, and there was only a couple of scenes where they took one guy got shot because he showed up when he wasn't supposed to at a monastery that was mm. getting robbed. Yeah, and he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Like he, they would have left. The Nazis would have left, but he had to say something or had to do something. Yeah, there seems like there's. Well, the, I guess the train was that. Uh, I was like, there's got to be a serious version of that movie out there too, where they were like 
obviously you can put it out as a three hour zero comedy type movie that, that could be the train though <laughs> the train is kind of that because it's all dealing with the art paintings that are being put on the train that they're going to be taken i probably to be burned or, or this is taken. in western europe too uh yeah 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 i think uh burt lancaster Net- is coming in as like a uh, a fake nazi i think okay uh so <laughs> he's convincing yeah uh <laughs> as a fake nazi yeah <laughs> So my wild card, I'm going to go. So I did Austin Powers franchise first. The second one, I'm going to do Ray Harryhausen. Uh, Ray Harryhausen did a lot of my favorite fucking kind of early memory fantasy films that we used to watch up north on television. I know Eric is right with me, is loving those types of movies. Me and Eric are in the same boat with some of the stuff we loved watching, like The Three Stooges or uh, the Ray Harryhausen or the Hammer films or uh, Universal Horror films. Uh, Ray Harryhausen's always been interesting to me because I love stop-motion animation. In, in my opinion... And it's and I'm not going to be talking about this movie. I may mention it a couple of times, but I think number 25 or 26 on my top uh, 100 movies of all time was uh, Clash of the Titans. I think that was like he, he had done. That's one of his more popular ones. And what I'm going to talk about here is 1963's Jason and the Argonauts. Now, my favorite of the two, yeah, by the way. It it's almost comes down to this is the more this rock is, and roll. This is like... Uh, uh, this, this is the is, Empire this is Strikes the Road Back. Warrior. This is the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. I was going to say Road Warrior, but uh, Empire Strikes Back is is perfectly the same. Where Clash of the Titans might be Return of the Jedi. These these uh, uh, master of this craft has come forward and he's uh, putting out like so many different creatures in Clash I mean, of the Titans. I mean, the great part about this is you didn't have to do any of the finding Harry Hamlin yeah. Training him, showing him all his toys. That's, that that's was fun. the first. No, I mean, it was great in the first movie yeah. because you didn't know it. But now you can hit the ground running in number two. Well, and this was this came before Clash of the Titans. Clash of the, this is like. But they didn't do years. the wars. This is like fifteen years before Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans was like eighty one, eighty two. This is like nineteen sixty three. Okay. This is early, early. That's why I've said Clash of the Titans is when he's already mastered his. Craft. But they didn't do the origin story in this one as much. Of well, they did. I think there's a lot more than you remember okay. uh, in this movie about that wasn't creature effects because this movie was centered around probably only like three or four creature effects. Where Clash of the Titans, there might have been twenty five of them. It was like insane how many they were. If you, you think of Clash of the Titans, you're thinking Pegasus, you're thinking the Kraken, Hydra. Uh, you uh, thinking of uh, uh, the what is this? The Gorgon, uh, Medusa. Who's the one that got his hand chopped off? Uh, that was uh, that was Clash of the Titans. That was the the creature Calibus. Calibus uh, in the swamp. It, it had everything. Most of what most Her- uh, regular Harry Her- Harry House and fans are gonna love Clash of the Titans. But this Jason is all Greek mythology. Uh, Greek, yes, Greek. I've realized Greek mythology is the one I like, not Roman mythology. Yeah, Roman mythology is boring. Roman's is just a bunch with- of gods sitting around. Up- well, that's 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 main, Greek too. That's Greek too. Okay, uh, Greek is. But they each have. They're representatives on the earth. Like uh, in Clash of the Titans, Lawrence Olivier played Zeus and yeah. Maggie Smith played I remember uh, that. Uh, played Andromeda and not Andromeda, the other. Uh, there was one blonde, like good looking blonde one too. I can't remember who she was. Uh, Ursula Andress. That, who was, that's the Dr. Calibus' girl. mother. Who yeah, was Calibus? That's Maggie Smith. When that's she Maggie was young, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was quite beautiful. Uh, but let's go Jason the Argonauts. Jason the Argonauts was centered around, and this was always a, a great story, the Golden Fleece. Yeah. He, his father, so his father was a general in the military, and the other general uh, made a deal with the gods 
that he would defeat his military. He said he and uh, the gods said, "All right, we're going to give you the power to defeat this, but eventually, one of the other the defeated general's uh, family is going to come and they're going to relinquish the throne from him." He says, "Well, I'm just going to make it easy. I'm going to just kill those guys." And they were babies at the time, so he went and he killed the the girl, and then uh, they got the baby boy out. Uh, See, in, you in can't time. leave them. You got. You can't leave one alive. Yep. and you left that's, one alive. That's, that's how Godfather movie yep. started. <laughs> yeah. So then, twenty-five <laughs> years later, you have uh, uh, Jason, who is now uh, he was now a man, and he's pissed off, and he wants to uh, rule. Uh, go back to Argo and rule Argo his rightful, uh, he's the rightful heir and everything. But he finds out that in order to do that, he's got to defeat the guy that defeated his father. And uh, in order to do that, he should uh, get the golden fleece because the golden fleece will give power to whoever has it. So he's got to get himself a crew. He's looking for a cheat code. And, and all during this, you have, you're, you're watching the gods angle and it's the same with Clash of the Titans. It's basically gods up in Olympus playing chess yeah. with people. Okay, and let them do with, it. Literally, like yeah. figurines that represent people. And they actually brought Jason up to Olympus. They, they did this weird kind of hologram type stuff where he stood on, he, he stood and he was in Greece around Argo, standing on this platform. And all of a sudden, uh, he's, Turn into a chessboard. He's he's almost he's a tiny character on the chessboard yeah, yeah, yeah. up in Olympus, and they talked to him, and they were like, "He's like, this is what I want to do." He's like, "I'm I'm asking the gods to help me uh, with this," and they allow him a couple uh, liberties and everything. <laughs> and they were like, "Do you want us to get you the crew?" He says, "No, I can get the crew myself." He, he says, "I just need the boat." And I need anytime a god stuff. asks us to do you a favor, yeah. you I mean, you, say you yes. take it <laughs> unless you don't trust him. And, and all these other gods are bitter, and they they want bad things to happen. Some of the the big things. Things that people remember about Jason Argonauts, though, is once he gets his crew and he's on his way there, he's also got like a saboteur who's like the son of the the king that he's supposed to defeat is on board with him to kind of work inside. It was such a great kind of treacherous uh, type movie. But Talos was the first creature, which is that it's like a 500 or a thousand foot statue that they have to pass on the yeah. waterway. And they... They actually go to land and they steal. One guy steals a spear from the like treasure uh, trove that Talos has uh, that Talos is protecting on this island. Big mistake. Big mistake. Took it with him, and then the statue comes alive. <laughs> and we nobody literally think see, of a, nobody think of a of a demigod's name. I know. Nobody think of it. Nobody leave uh, one eyed Willie's. Uh, yeah. treasure alone and they did not leave its treasure alone and so talus the statue comes alive and like grabs the fucking boat out of the water and everything and the other one's gotta uh get away from it and they they realize that they have to to get him at his heel kind of like achilles uh and take out his uh his heels to to stop him uh also, the the hydras in this one, the the dragon that yeah, uh, the seven headed the seven headed dragon, which is great because it's right where the golden fleece is. So when they get all the way down to the golden fleece, and the king that's there protecting the golden fleece, he's like, "Our land is like fruitful and everything's perfect in our land because we have the golden fleece here." Yeah. So if you think we're gonna give that fucking fleece up, you're out of your fucking mind. And the end. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what problem was is they. They go there, and uh, Jason gets the fucking uh, golden fleece, kills the Hydra, and the, uh, the guy finds out that he took the fleece. And uh, what he does is he burns the Hydra, and he takes the Hydra's teeth, puts them in his helmet. Yeah. And then he that's, g- that's when uh, our great skeletons come up. And this, 
It's a great was scene. A terrifying image as a child to see. Oh, I love. I don't know why. When, when oh, we, I loved it too. When we think of Jason Aaron, we almost always think of the skeletons. Oh yeah. So what happens is the guy who collects the Hydra's teeth, it, it uh, is like at a stalemate with Jason, and he's like, "You're gonna have to. Get, you're gonna give that uh, fleece back." He says, "I'm gonna uh, fucking curse you guys." And he takes the teeth and he like spreads them like he's spreading seeds to be planted, and then he says the lines and everything, and all of a sudden the fucking skeletons arise from the ground. And this is like that Great scene. effect. Great effect. Four months. Four months stop motion to make this like probably... Worth every penny. Two minute scene come apart. What's great about it is they start marching very slowly and they take one step. And then they take... Yeah. This is where the... They must be 16 maybe skeletons. Uh, they're all in formation, like two, uh, three rows of four. And... Uh, four, eight, 12. No, four rows of four. Uh, so... Uh, they're slowly marching and all of a sudden one of them uh, I laughed at this the other day when I was watching one of them screams I was like where's that scream coming from this, who, who's got voice box here but one of the skeletons screams and they all start running like yeah, walking it's like the 28 day it's like the yeah, 28, 28 days, days later, later. So, zombies when you first saw them and then there's this whole crazy scene where they're like battling all these different uh, skeletons how do you kill the undead you got to remove their heads, basically, is what you got to do. Uh, you got to break the bones apart. So some of them have javelins. Some of them have uh, spears. Some of them have, like, swords. There's a company. I have one of them, and it's one of the few toys that I broke, actually, but I glued it back together, and you'd never know. So there's these crazy resin figures that are about four inches tall, and resin is, like, not forgivable. You drop mm-hmm. resin, it's like yeah. dropping a fucking egg. And I had foolishly had them on the top shelf of my, like, uh, seven-foot Those fake guns shelf. from Dove were yeah, yeah. resin. Those are thick resin, though. These, this, so I got the skeleton, the one that had the javelin, and they made, and it's worth about, I think, $85. Not anymore. $85 for each of them, and they're like four inches, and they made 12 of them in each of the skeletons in a different pose and everything. So he fell off. Like, the spear hit the, my shirt, and when I turned, he fell and hit the ground and shattered in, like, four different pieces. And I actually sat there with super glue and with tweezers and some fucking uh, needle-nose pliers, and I got this fucking thing back together, and you would never know it broke. I'm, I'm not going to sell it, but it's still, it's together now, and it's up there, but it's one of the few Haven't toys you gone online and looked at, see if you can just replace that one? Well, they're all $85 a pop. So getting any of them, if, even finding eBay that you have all of them or just that? No, one? I just have the one. Oh, they're, okay. they're very hard to find. Super hard. Uh, yeah, if you had all of them, it's probably worth like uh, eight hundred dollars or something like that. But you still good? All right. After, <laughs> after you're done. After I don't want to rush you through. No, no, no. Jason that, the Argonauts. Jason the Argonauts is is good. We're gonna go on to. It's your final one, right? Because you started with uh, you started with margin call. No, I started. Yeah, I started with margin, margin call, call then monument spend, and then we'll go to your next one right now. So, what is your third one? All right, we are going to talk about some baseball. Baseball, nice. Yes, two story. <laughs> Film better than talking about football because football is super depressing right now. <laughs> It's a film called Moneyball. Why is football suppressing? Oh, because uh, the Patriots have the second worst uh, record. Oh, in all of you're the, still uh, a Patriots NFL. fan? I forgot. <laughs> it's me. You, <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you and Matt uh, and Mom. Well, no, I think they've all. They, they went, went to Tampa. To, they went to Tampa when Brady was there, so they're probably still following huh. Tampa. What's, I'm just. I I watch the Patriots and I watch and everything else is just watch good football. I, I just want to see good teams. Like I watched the uh, chiefs and the, uh, not the chiefs. 
I watched the Eagles game last night, uh, yesterday afternoon. That was a good game. It was a great game with the Bills. Did, uh, but I'll always pick AFC as long as it's not the Jets. I'll root Miami and Bills if, if it comes down to the Patriots not being in there, but I'm never going to root for the Jets. Uh, Why is it, what, what hatred do you – I have the Dolphins' hatred still for some reason. Nah, I liked the Dolphins back in the day because I liked them when the, when Marino Damn was Marino. there. Uh, the Jets, I've always hated. I always hated everyone that was part of that But it, remember franchise. it was the Bills that always ruined our year. It's true, Back but the, the Bills were never anybody flashy They've never or anything. Won a They're always the underdog, so I, I don't have no problem with them. You know, I, I like you, Josh. You Allen. know, why I run a Buffalo Bills YouTube channel. Well, I'm a Josh Allen fan. I like Josh that. Allen's. Yep, he's a he's stud, the man, dude. Well, him he's, and the uh, the Jaguars guy right so now. So many the Lawrence, people are hurt. The, the guy from the the Jags is a stud right now. All right, let's go. We're Anyways, going on baseball. baseball. Remember back in the is day baseball, when yeah, we liked baseball? over right now. Yeah, we had a couple of huge years, man. I mean, really, 85, 86, 87, 88 were like major years for us. In but baseball. I mean, like, I remember going back with Zach and starting to watch them in 2022. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you were watching them, oh, yeah. too. We had so the MLB we, channel. And uh, we saw them win Paul, the first Super Bowl. That's when Paul was single and had time to watch. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to watch every baseball game, but even if you could, like, watch 60 or 70 in that season, you're I doing think well. I think I... I don't know the exact number, but I, I probably it was close 50. to 100 one year. Oh, really? That's crazy. Because I was studying. Yeah. It's good background. And I had it over to the side. Baseball yeah. is great. You don't have to pay attention. That's, that's Eric. I tell you, Eric's got five rooms in his house where he's always playing something because he's like Matt and he has to walk around all the time. But I mean, <laughs> NFL, you have to pay attention. That moves very quickly. Yeah. Who made that catch? Who got that down? Who? What? Who, it's interception? true. That's true. Baseball is the other the people have the field sport. already. Like you could walk back in or look at that screen, and then two hours. Where's later. baseball? Have you seen the new pitch count thing they have? No, I haven't seen anything baseball in a long time. Um, the pitcher has a finite amount of time. Yeah, and it makes the game like a oh wait, forty five minutes shorter, that. and it's so much that. better. Yeah. That is cool. It's so much better. Yeah. Every people fought against it. Oh, the the robots are taking over. Well, that's a good segue like into that's Imagine a good segue into this movie. Okay. This movie, <clears throat> Moneyball, if you haven't seen it, is came out in two thousand. I want to say it's also two thousand eleven. Movie man. Uh, Brad Pitt. Um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Give me some more. Oh, Chris, who, who's the guy that Chris played the Pratt. coach? Uh, Philip Seymour Philip Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Fucking A. Philip Seymour Hoffman was great in this. There was a couple of other... Yeah, Chris Pratt. This was the first time we ever saw Chris Pratt in anything, before he was Star-Lord or anything like that. Now so he's, I'm trying now he's to see what year the... Uh, what the actual year it happened? The Yankee... Uh, the um, Sorry. Um, Is it the Mariners? No, it's LA, right? No, who plays this team that we're talking uh, about? Is Oakland A's. Oakland A's, that's right. That's yeah, right. I LA. can picture Phillips. LA's just south of Oakland. Oakland's yeah. just south of LA. Um, so but, tell us about what the kind of the, so, the gist of this was, because I know and I loved it. It's great. Billy Bean, who was a player in his own right. Yep. And he played for I, Boston I for think, a while. I think so, yeah. No, he played for like he, four or five So minutes. he became the Oakland's GM. And the GM's job is to take in baseball. The, the money you spend is wildly different between teams. It's not like the NFL. The Webstein. Yeah. He comes after Moneyball, though. He comes at the end of Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. That next year. That next year. Um, so people were trying to figure out how can we compete with the Yankees and how can we compete with... Because people want to see championships, but every year the team that spends the most money gets the best players. Yeah. So this... Is really what, makes it unfair for... Whatever year it was, um, they had just lost... Uh, Giambi yeah. to the Yankees. Um, they gutted the whole team. Yeah. 
They Matt came Damon, in and lost uh, their, their uh, Johnny star Damon. pitcher, Johnny Damon. And, yeah. and uh, so they were basically, and the, the owner said, I can't give you any more money. So the, Brad, the problem with the Oakland A's too is if, if you're not aware of, or a fall of baseball, they've had like, they have two stars in their team and a whole, and a whole bunch of nobodies. They've always been like that. Yeah. They were basically nothing before McGuire and Caseco. Well, here's the problem. McGuire and Caseco were what kind of got people on the radar of the Oakland A's in the first place. And then once they left, it took a while to get a good team back together. Because they don't spend the money. Yep. Because why would you? It's L.A. People want to do other shit yeah. besides go to a baseball yeah. game. Yep. If you're a Cleveland fan, that's all they have. Yep. That's all they have. It's like they, they keep trying to put football teams back in there, and uh, and it never They're works. They're not going to work, ever. Yeah. No. So. But, so it was... Billy Bean's job, played by uh, Brad Pitt, yeah. to come up with a system that helped them... Financially. To be able to compete. Yeah. At least somewhat. Yeah. Like, to make the playoffs or something. So what he did is, he was he was visiting somewhere, I can't remember, mm. and he was in a meeting... Like Cleveland or something. Yeah, yeah. and the guy, and the guy running the meeting kept looking over at Jonah Hill... Yeah. And said, we want to, how about Ram Bean? And he looked at Jonah Hill and Jonah said, we can't do him. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting mm, to watch how the yeah. deals are done. Yeah. It was, movie. it was super cool to it's see behind, that. It's like, uh, inside, I guess inside baseball is the exact term to use or, or how the sausage is made is another one. When you, when you dip behind the, uh, the curtain to see actually how something's run and you're like, holy shit, these guys are just treating this shit like a business. Big time, like I mean, the football is the same way. It is. It, it's very, very. This is what Arthur keeps trying. My client on the on air tries to tell all the fans: don't ever forget, this is a business. Yep. If they make a decision you don't agree with, it's not because it's not the best decision. Yep. They just. Yeah, I, I want to jump ahead where uh, where he's talking to Jonah Hill about firing people, but I want to get you to get the uh, the whole Jonah Hill so thing up first. He goes to Jonah Hill's desk. Yeah, and. Um, after the meeting's over, he follows him back to his desk yeah. and he's like, who are you? And he's like, uh, what do you mean? Who are you? Like, why is he listening to you? Yeah, why is he listening to you? Exactly. And he kind of goes through his little, I evaluate players based on statistics. Yeah. So basically he says, he, he came up on, with an algorithm that said getting on base was the number one correlation to scoring runs, which was the number one correlation to winning games. Yeah. So if we can get, get more on people base, on base, regardless, regardless of how it happens, yeah. he gets beams, walks, walks, beams, yep. like whatever. If they get on base, we can compete. So he, he, uh, I think he calls him up later. He's like, pack your bags. Yeah. I just I bought you from Cleveland. I, I just bought you from Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could be traded along with everybody else. Yeah, it was funny. And then, yeah, just mm-hmm. watching Jonah Hill kind of maneuver the 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 back rooms where everyone he he thought he was going to go over there and everybody was on board and everyone had hated B- Billy Bean. Everyone respected Philip Seymour Hoffman and everything. Those yeah, old those guys scouts, in the room. So a scout's job is to look at people, and they were trying to say, "Well, he has the baseball look. He like." He's six yeah. foot four. He, he's uh, got a pretty girlfriend. He's got a good looking girlfriend. Like yeah. they had all these weird statistics just yeah. to find the it guy. They're like, ah, he'll never do it. He's got an ugly wife. You can't have a guy with an ugly yeah. wife on there. Yeah, that it's was like, funny. What the hell? And so they had all these names, and Billy Bean's like, listen, we, and they're like, well, we came up with these names so we can compete with the Yankees. Yeah. He's like, me of we're never going to compete with the Yankees. Yeah. Just remember that, right? We're not trying to compete with the Yankees. Yeah. We're trying to put the best team for the right the amount of money they're giving yeah. me. That's it. Yeah. We're, we're competing we're trying, for the middle, yeah, basically. Literally. 
and, did remind me of Miracle, you know, where, where yeah. Kurt Russell wanted the right players, not necessarily the best players. And yeah. no one is going to be on board with that. It looks good, and the fans will well, be the happy fans about will, it. The fans, no, well, the fans Sometimes weren't happy about yeah, it. They, they were like, who is Scott Hatterberg at first base? He was a catcher, and then he broke, and then he tore his a throwing arm, and now he's... This guy's dead right here. Well, then cross, cross him, him off. off the Major League, Major League, Major yeah. League uh, uh, always has to come back movie. to that. <laughs> baseball movies are fun. Oh, I've seen a lot of good Major baseball League. movies. Major League I and miss, Moneyball are two of the best baseball movies I miss movies watching baseball, I have to admit. I do. I don't I have the time. I can't mention, I can't tell you a single player on the Red Sox. Oh, me neither. Can't tell you a single player. Bogarts, I can, I can still name, there. And that's why I always wear Patriots hats and gear anytime you, you see me, because I, I can name 15 people on the Patriots, and yeah. I can talk to you about the season. Patriots or Red Sox, I had too many people coming up and asking me what the fucking... I, I just, it's just too embarrassing. It's like, Eric's like, man, there's some really good Bruins gear up here. I said, you don't even know how much I would love to wear a Bruins fucking hat. I said, but I, I cannot. I'd have to keep up with it. I said, I can't keep up with it. I don't want to answer questions to people, random people who want to talk to me about Bruins stuff. I had people come up to me. I graduated from Penn State for, with my master's degree, and I bought myself a... A hoodie, yeah, up there in the stadium when I was leaving, and uh, I wear it. And there's this thing where, if a stranger comes up to you and, yeah. and says "We are," you're supposed to say Penn State. It's oh, like a call and return from their stadium. We are Penn State. We, are. but they do that. it in public. Wow! And these people were coming up and saying it to me, and I, like, it always caught me off guard. Yeah, even if I had heard six or eight I or ten. Sandusky, what? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> You want, you want a quick story? You, you <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> I say Sandusky, you got a story. I got a story to tell you. Oh, so I was at my MBA class, and there was one course where they would have you write journals online. Everybody had to put mm. at least one journal article, and I usually sat there and wrote a ton because yeah. I had a ton of time. The question this week was, do you think Penn State did enough? Oh, and just let 82 people give their thoughts. And I, one of my partners went to school and was coached by Joe oh, interesting. Paterno. Interesting. And he was super sensitive about it. Yeah. And I didn't quite, I held back, but I definitely said that they didn't do enough. Oh. And I text him. I said, if you read my, if you read my <laughs> post and you want to talk about it, we should talk about it because yeah. I, I, last thing I want to do is upset you. But other people went off and said, he's, oh, I went crazy. He's Joe Paterno should have been in charge of being a pedophile. And have just you seen for, the movie? I just lent it to mom. I didn't see the movie. It's good. I, I'm sure it is. It, it's all Al Pacino in his house with his family. Oh, okay. I did see yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah. I thought it was good. That didn't just come out. No, no, no. It didn't just come out. I no. just lent it to mom. It was great. I feel bad for Joe Paterno. They don't go into Joe Paterno this. trusted a lot of people yeah. around him because he was uh, he was old. He was old. He was like everyone else. I it's don't want to hear too bad the it. way they re- did him, but the college itself. Yeah. I, yeah. They might not. They're going to charge me more money on my alumni. Well, let's go back to Moneyball. I wanted to talk okay. about the scene where, because one of my favorite scenes from the whole movie is when he uh, is coaching him to uh, to fire somebody. He, he's like he's like this is a business. He says, "Here's your here's your orders." He says, "I'm sorry, it didn't work out. We sold you to the Mariners." He says, "So and so at the front desk will have your uh, your transfer papers." He says, "He says it's that easy. You do it just that quick." Because he's he's trying to. He says, "Go ahead, try to fire me," and he. 
and he goes to this whole thing. He's like, these you're not supposed to get involved with these people. He says, this is a business. He says, you just go in there and do it. You get to see him go and uh, fire his first person. It was it was fun to watch, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love... I mean, how once they go on the streak, because that's kind of what the whole great thing about this movie is, it's using this system. It, he has to bring, like, when it gets Chris Pratt, also one of the best lines from the movie. I watched He's that like, you know, scene. I've never played first base. It's easy. Anyone can do it. And he, he goes, the, the guy he brought him with, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what about the fans? He's like, let me teach one of them. I probably yeah. could do better. <laughs> but the, I could have done without the, the Brad Pitt's daughter relationship. It was all right. You watch enough Gilmore Girls where you can get it through that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's fine. It di- it didn't hover over too much of it. I, I like that it went into him trying to decide. Remember when uh, Private Cowboy came in at the end as one of the uh, the GMs for Boston for the uh, oh yeah, 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 the yeah. Fenway. Yeah, and uh, he talks to him and everything, and he doesn't take the job, and they give he plays, it to Theo Epstein. He plays uh, one of the Henry um, John Henry, I think is his name. Oh, is that who it is? The owner. Oh, uh, of the Boston Red Sox. Interesting. Yeah, they. He looked just like that. It, it's a he great goes to movie, a ton man. of games. Great, great movie. He Billy Bean should have taken the money. Yep. I don't think he even he slid him over a note. Yep. Remember, he said, "This is how much we're willing to pay yep. you." And it's a big he, time, man. You're not going to get off. He never of that tells ever. it during the movie. Yeah. I think I googled it. I don't care what your aspirations are. If the uh, if, the Red Sox, if the Red Sox, or the Yankees. I don't care if you're a Red Sox fan. If the Yankees call, you I mean you have to actually kind of. You'll get a three-year, forty million dollar deal. Yeah. You, you, you don't can, have to ever coach again. Yep. Nope, that's fuck you money. So you should have taken that fuck you money, Billy. Yeah. But nope. He made a lot of enemies and he made a lot of fans off of it. It was a very interesting well, time period. The, let me tell real quick about the 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 uh, what they did that year. Yeah. So Jonah Hill put the team sucked in the beginning. Yeah. Sucked. 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 We're gonna be like, like his job's in trouble. Not dead last, but almost. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all the number crunching started to come together because yeah. numbers over a long term. It doesn't say when the fluctuation is going to happen. Yeah. So, at the beginning, they were having a hard time, but then they started winning, and they won like six in a row and eight in a row, and everybody said, "Wow, they're going great." They won ten in a row, twelve in a row, and then I think like the American League record was like sixteen, yeah. and the National League record I think at the time or whatever was like seventeen, and then the Major League or I don't know what it, whatever it was they got it, up to like what 20, 21, 21? Uh, They were they were in the twenty twenty one was the record. Or something like that. It got everyone to watch so the games, though. That, which was that what? last night that the game they had to win in order for it to be, in order for it for them to secure that yeah. legacy. They went up eleven nothing in like the second inning. Yeah. So everybody was like screaming and yelling. Then the other team scored yeah, nine. Really wasn't going to show up to the game. Team scored nine yeah. unanswered or ten unanswered yeah. runs, and it came down to like the last inning. And uh, I think it was Hatterberg. Yeah. The the guy that they brought to first base, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't a home run hitter. Yeah, like hit a home run to to clear the bases or something. And one one. This, of, I mean, it was very. Mo- the, I don't get emotional. Yeah, this. Much, it, I just but get like, goosebumps yeah. hearing you talk about it. But the like the. Do you believe in miracles? Oh, that yeah, yeah. shit. Oh, that line. I will tear up. That Al Michaels line gets cannot, me every time, yeah. man. I love fucking Miracle. Miracle is one of my favorite sports movies of all fucking time, man. And it's all about those that those tear jerking moments that they're they're building towards and the music and yeah. uh, we're all the team and everything. I'm a sucker for. I have for good three stuff. or four of those, maybe even more. Um, Masters moments. Oh, Rudy when Tiger Woods man. holes out. Oh, you're talking about Ver- the real deal. real thing. Vern Wenquist yeah. is doing the. The live commentary and the ball goes up on the hill and he's like, no, watch this. And the ball rolls back <laughs> and it takes like 
two minutes to get down the hole. Yeah, it's like yeah. a soup. He used a backstop and it rolls in on, but it stays on the edge and it doesn't go in. And everybody's like, what? And then all of a sudden it starts to wobble like, <laughs> like Caddyshack style yeah. and falls in and Tiger is in the frame and his arms go up because I think he took the lead into that final few holes and it was pretty awesome. Man. Yeah, I don't think there's ever a bigger one than the Red Sox-Yankees one though, man. I mean, as far as emotions coming back. Every once in a while I'll watch, coming back I'll from, watch the uh, Bloody Sock game. Uh, the th- 30 for 30 special that ESPN did on that, on I the th- Red Sox, is fucking phenomenal. There's never a better 30 than 30 and those are great documentaries. All right, my last one on the list here. And this one, I I said earlier that there was a movie I watched during the uh, week that kind of uh, spurred me to watch this one. Now, the franchise I'm picking is James Bond. So we're going to talk some James Bond. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving just happened. Eric has, I forget about it every Thanksgiving, and Eric reminds me and I end up doing it. Uh, Apparently, them playing the James Bond uh, movies on a marathon was a big thing when we were kids during... uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, apparently it was a big thing on regular TV. And Eric used to watch them all the time, so now he watches uh, James Bond movies on Thanksgiving. I was like, that's a great idea. I love James Who's Bond. Who's his favorite one? Uh, his favorite one is definitely The Man with the Golden Gun because he's a huge Christopher Lee fan, and that's where he's always going to be. Uh, also, he's a huge View to a Kill fan. He's a Roger Moore He's guy. a Roger Moore guy. I, I go the gambit. I love them all. I love them all. I, I love them all. And one that I was not very familiar with, the uh, the redheaded step child of the whole thing Lazby? was uh no it was even more than Lazby was never say never again which so was that's uh, not the movie i'm going to talk about but i did watch never say never again uh this week but after watching that it made me go and rewatch one that i thought that i didn't like which as much one? well i'm getting there it's all about the build here man so before i tell you that never say never again it it was weird. It was weird to watch. I mean, it was almost great to watch because you're watching like this this forgotten Bond movie where where uh, Edward Fox is playing M and uh, Felix is played by somebody completely different and all these characters different money penny but they're all using the same names and everything. And it started off like I was like, man, this isn't that bad, and it it, it never just got good and everything. And there was a couple cringe worthy scenes, and it's the one where Kim Basinger is the uh, the girl in it. Who's the Bond? Uh, Oh, Connery. They brought Connery back okay. in like 1983, the same year as like Octopussy. Like almost the, didn't like it was the studio the split theater. at that time. Like no, no the, it was the the they the guy who wrote Thunderball had the rights for some reason revert back to him, and so he made his own Bond movie. Basically, remade the the whole script of Thunderball and made it into uh, Never Say Never Again about stealing missiles and everything and the Spectre thing and everything. So it it was a good story, but it was just it was done a lot better in Thunderball. Watch the Thunderball and you, you've seen the whole damn thing. So one of my least favorite, but he had Connery in it. Had Connery, but he was like four years before Untouchables. That that'll tell you how old he, he was. He was already. Out of that franchise, oh, for a while, for several movies. Well, because I'm going to mention at what what was Roger Moore at when that came out? Uh, Octopus, Octopus, which was which is his coming almost out the one. second to last one he did. Octopus, was he did Octopus, then he did View to a Kill, and then he was done. Then, then it was Tim View to Dalton. the Kill is View to a Kill is 
It's a great one. But if you go back and you watch View to Kill, Roger Moore looks old in it. He does. For sure. So that's what I thought. I always thought one of my least favorite ones, and that's my pick today. Is your one least, of the least favorite Bond movie? What I thought was going to be. And now okay. I really, really actually enjoyed it. I think it took me three or four viewings to finally enjoy it. And I know you liked it. You always was a fan of it. And I picked... Connery's first last one <laughs> before he did Never Did Stand Ever Again, which is 1971's Diamonds Are Forever. Now, for some reason, Diamonds Are Forever is never connected with me. He's slightly older, but I'm telling you, you want to you look, make him seem not as old? Watch Never Say Never Again uh, first, because that's what really made it, because I was like, I was like, he's 12 years younger in Diamonds Are Forever, and I thought he was old in that, and he's definitely old in Never Say Never Again. So when I watched Diamonds Are Forever, I was like, and I looked up the age, I was like, he's 42. I was like, he was 42 in this fucking yeah, movie. That's not old. Uh, he wasn't old at all. He just looked a little different. Well, he so, lost his to hair. put it in context, Connery was the first James Bond. He did, he did Dr. No. Then there was From Russia With Love. Then Gold, uh, Goldfinger. He wasn't the first Bond. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, Who? Dr. No. Dr. No's oh, first Bond. Who was the other dude? There wasn't a dude nope. before him? It was Connery, then uh, Lazenby, then Connery again, then Roger Moore. Okay, he Tanner. came back again. He came back again. That's that was weird. the thing. That's the weird thing. So after he did, so he did, let's do him in order. Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, You Only Live Twice. See, this is off the top of my head, too. This is how much a Bond fan I'm. Uh, you Only Live Twice. And then after You Only Live Twice, Connery didn't want to come back. So they got Lazenby to do Honor, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which Eric won't watch. And I tell him, I say, don't avoid that, man. You get to see Telly Savalas play Blofeld. You have those uh, skiing, that skiing crazy motherfucker uh, who skis backwards and has a camera operator oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah, yeah. skis backwards with him. Uh, it's insane. Uh, but then it didn't do well. Lazenby didn't want to come back. So they threw like an ungodly number at Connery, which at that time was only $1.2 million. Can you imagine that being what, ungodly? What year? Uh, 71. So that's, that's a lot that's of money. That's a fuckload. It was like the most anyone had been offered, and then it got beaten by. I know Stallone's over the top one was famous for being like, an un, like $10 million, and people are like, oh, now they're just throwing fuck you money at him and everything. Our house on Park Street was 30 grand. 30 grand. 70, yeah. Five. 1. 1.2 million dollars. Five years Connery before got. that. And I loved it. I love this one a lot. So once he came back, people were all excited. They're like, "Ah, oh, Connery's back. He's he's doing it." But not to realize, well, this will be his last one because then Roger Moore takes over with "Live and Let Die" uh, shortly after that. That's the Jane but, Seymour one. That's the Jane Seymour one. It's my favorite James Bond. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. I I love that one. I love. Uh, I love the man with the golden gun. I, I like all the Roger Moore ones, but I love all of them, really. There, there isn't a bad one of the bunch for me, really. There's ones I avoid more than the other ones, which that's why I Moonraker? Uh, yeah, Moonraker is one of the ones. There's some cringeworthy moments in Moonraker. I, had a, I always had a crush on the one where he was guarding the Olympic skater. Yeah, that's like for your Christian eyes Miss only. Nichols type character. Yeah, for your eyes only. I don't remember who the one. girl was, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's not the. There was another girl in there that eventually married Pierce Brosnan, which I thought was crazy because you could see Pierce Brosnan with his wife on the set and shit of the James Bond before he became James Bond. I was like, that's kind of weird. Uh, so Diamonds Are Forever. I love the Bond girl in it. I love. There's two hitmen in it that should have had their own. If it was done today, would have had their own spinoff. The gay hitman couple. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the oh, guys yeah, yeah. that they refer to themselves as Mister Kid and Mister Wint? Yeah. Uh, and it's very strange. So. 
what's what they're they doing? They talked weird to each other too. Yeah, they're very weird. But there's a moment where they're they're they just killed someone and they walk off and they hold hands and they're like, oh, okay, these guys are this weird gay couple that keeps popping up through the uh, movie and has a great one of their best. They're good scenes. at their job. One of their best scenes was that end sequence where uh, he's got the shish kebabs in his hand and he lights his uh, his hands get lit on fire and everything and he falls off the uh, the cruise boat. But basically what the whole movie is about is obviously diamonds. There's uh, the guy who – and it's very heavily – the, the uh, Connery ones were very heavily into the Blofeld character. I was very thrilled when they went back to that with the uh, the Daniel Craig character having Christoph Waltz play Blofeld because he's the perfect fucking Blofeld. Uh, he, he is awesome as Blofeld, and I love that they even worked him in as like – the Hannibal Lecter, I'm going to help you from prison kind of Blofeld, which they did in the last movie. And if they do another one, I would love if they still kept that element in it where Blofeld's still in jail. So many people have played Blofeld over the years too. One of my favorite, and the one that was obviously uh, uh, supposed to be modeled for the uh, Dr. Evil character was The Only Live Twice, the one with uh, Donald Pleasance played him and he had the scar, <clears throat> scar down his face. He looked just like Dr. Evil. I think you could model Dr. Evil after Jeff Bezos if you want. <laughs> I mean, you probably could too. Uh, well, what's mm. interesting in this is, so you got Blofeld who, who is making clones of himself and a lot of this takes place in Vegas, but there's, uh, there's a lot in France also. And... Uh, it's all dealing with diamonds that are supposed to uh, run these satellites uh, in space that is going to do all this horrible stuff. And obviously Spectre's main kind of goal is to have world domination. But there was a very crazy, interesting element in this movie. And I, from what I had seen on the making of it, it's kind of what spurred this movie, uh, the idea that Tom Mankiewicz, who did the script for this, who's a very famous screenwriter, did uh, – he says, wouldn't it be cool if some a Howard Hughes-type character was, <clears throat> was manipulated and he was under control by outside elements, but, and he's still living in his penthouse apartment, but everybody underneath is being ruled by a, a third party. And that's kind of what they do here. Like a puppet? Uh, yeah, so the Howard Hughes kind of character is being manipulated by Blofeld and his... his uh, since he's a recluse, no one realizes that he's being under control for like years. Who did they uh, get to play this Howard Hughes character, you might ask? Well, of course, the Jimmy Dean sausage guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Dean. Uh, first of all, Jimmy Dean Sausage has been such a major part of our lives. We almost forget that he was he was something other than that. He was didn't like he play, a, Didn't he play college football, too? I don't know about that from... Uh, Check him up. He might. He was a big dude, so it's very possible. But like, I think he's had like three reincarnations. Yeah. I, well, what he was known for the longest is having like a Las Vegas lounge act. You know, he was a singer, and he had like this whole lounge act that he did. And he, I think he got famous for that, and he did acting here and there. And them casting him on this, you would think it was weird, but he was really good in the role. I, I, I loved him in the role. And he wasn't in it a whole hell of a lot. You just saw him at the end when they finally broke into him. And he was like, he's like, can someone tell me what the hell is going on? I've been kept here captive for all these years, but it had every kind of bond element that you were looking for in these movies, man. I, I really, really enjoyed diamonds are forever. And I never thought I would say that I, the, the woman in it, she was like the diamond broker that was like, really good uh like a f good foil to james bond through the whole thing wasn't like 
kind of inept that a lot of the Bond girls were kind of used to being at this time. With I uh, liked some of the Bond movies where the the evil Bond girl spent a lot of time around James Bond. Yeah, like they were kind of. Yeah, like Anna Top was a big one that comes to mind, uh, who is the Famke Janssen oh, character. Yeah, she awesome. was like that uh, evil woman that could crush you with her legs and everything. All, all these, I, I don't think this one had an interesting name, not like uh, some of them had, like, I mean, obviously Pussy Galore. Whoa, what was the, was lot, a lot of vagina? That was from yeah, your other movie. <laughs> I just watched Wasn't that. Wasn't that Way World 2? Uh, no, that was uh, Austin Powers, first one. Oh, that was the first yeah, one. Yeah, that was the first one. Uh, that's the same girl from summer school, the foreign exchange student. Really? Yeah. You made melon balls, bombs for me. (laughs) She was the one that watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre with all of them. I love that. I watch summer school every year too. Uh, but yeah, it was a shame to see Sean Connery go, but you have the same thing happen with all these bonds. Go away, beach dog. Yeah. Which it's like, yeah, see, that's a great pull from summer school too and that's what they're actually saying in all these movies go away beach dog that's what we're saying to to daniel craig right now go away daniel craig come on he should have gone away two movies ago not that i, I love the last one the last one was great the one with remy malik why and the bad isn't guy? elba idris he's too old now is he they fucked it up they fucked that He'd one been up. so great yep he's he's pushing like 60 now is you he can't really fucking i mean he's like in his 50s now you can't fucking use idris elba now you guys you to use a line from Copland, I gave you the chance and you blew it. You blew it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to have to think of somebody else. I know they were going to use the black girl, which I, I wish. Again. I would wish they were as. Give me a good script. I wish they were as fluid with their James Bond uh, characters are, as they are with Doctor Who. They put so. There's been 21 Doctor Who's, and from from women to the, yeah. the newest guy is a, a, a gay black man. Well, the uh, best. I mean, the Bonds, it, it's just whoever's the 007. Yeah. The only stipulation for me is is don't use an American. Uh, use use a British person or somebody that can do a British accent. Uh, that would be my only stipulation. Male, female, black, Asian, I don't give a shit. It's, as long as he looks debonair and has a British accent, I am cool with it. Man. It's funny. I'll see stories online and uh, Gillian Anderson yep. is American. Oh, yeah. But I guess people know her from... Uh, that sex education, she uses she, a British, British accent. accent. And Very good at it. People were blown away yep. how good she was at yep. it. She's super good at it. And it usually doesn't go that way. It usually goes the other way, where Brits can do Americans, but Americans can't really do Brits all that well. But some people nail it, and she nails Christian it. Christian Bale? Uh, he's American? He's American, and he definitely does a British accent really well. I think he is American, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he's American, right? Yeah. Some of these people yeah, I have, he's I, good. I don't know, <laughs> because they're so good at it. So I'm very interested. I haven't heard any James... Uh, well, what happened is Cubby Broccoli, Albert Broccoli, ran the James Bond industry forever. And then his wife, or his daughter, took over. And his daughter <laughs> Cubby, married... Cubby Broccoli. I know way too much. Dan, Dan uh, what's this? And I chop and broccoli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny Carvey. Uh, the, uh, I know way too much about the Bond franchise. I, I studied it back in the day. Like, I know producers and the production di- designers and everything. Well, one of the major producers that has been carrying James Bond for all these years was Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson married Albert Broccoli's daughter. So now they're like really embedded into family it. Deep. It's like family deep. The main producer of all the Bond movies and the the daughter of the creator of all the Bond movies are together and everything. And I think they make all the decisions. So I'm not sure where they stand with who's going to be the next Bond, but I've heard several names thrown around. What year was the first Bond movie? <sighs> Had to have been '60s. Uh, might even have been like '61. Uh, How old Dr. is Eminent no? Domain? Oh, I don't know. 
because the, they did Winnie the Pooh. Now anybody can do a Winnie the Pooh movie because yeah. it went out of intimate domain. But it, I think it's like 50 years or 70 years. That's even when somebody still officially owns it? Or how's that can't, work? You it can't becomes eminent domain after 50 years. After 50 or 70 years. Yeah. I know like a lot of filmmakers, that's why you'll always see It's a Wonderful Black Life. Black and white films playing in the background. Uh, they don't have to pay a license fee. Uh, well, Night of Living Dead. Night of Living Dead is always used in movies because it's eminent domain. You can just use the hell out of it. All of like Phantom of the Opera and a lot of those things. It's easy to put those in movies. Yeah, I don't we think probably should changed. have done it back in the day when we were making movies. We probably should have used all those clips from those things somewhere here and there. But uh, I love the James Bond movies. Uh, we did an early James Bond episode. I think we, you and me did it around like episode 12 or something like that. So if you want to hear more about our James Bond talk, you can go back. I know it's not everyone's I thing. I wonder what I you, said. If you grew up with them, uh, they were... You grew up with some silly ones too. Like yeah. The, like the pigeon double, doing uh, yeah, the, the double take. The, double the take pi- pigeon. pigeon double take. Yeah. I can't watch that movie anymore. I, and it sucks because that's one of the main. That's I think that's from the uh, Man with the Golden Gun, which is a really great one. <laughs> but it got a little silly there towards the end, for sure. When he was driving the boat car in the yep. streets of like Venice or yeah. something, and they had, well, they had they Italy. reused the uh, that that cop who was on vacation. Yeah. Remember they used him in Live and Let Die, and they used him in the swamp. He was good. In that. Yeah, he was good. He he only had like uh, like probably 10 minutes of scenes of them to throw him on in on vacation when he was in Thailand to just run into bond and everything. It was, it was, it was weird. The same with the, uh, the Moonraker stuff, the Moonraker stuff, but there's there's still enough in there. You got to see Michael, you got to see Michael Lonsdale, the guy from Ronan play a bond villain. And Mm that is a great one. The, what's great for bond movies is always a good showcase for whatever is a really popular, like who could play the bond girl or who's going to play the flavor or who's going to be the sub villain or who's going to be the muscle villain, like uh, Bautista playing him in like specter coming in as that muscle guy or who's the one that had his eye. That was Don Pleasance. That's Blofeld. No, no, no. Oh, another one. Oh, you're talking uh, Mads. Big Big B. Oh, Mads Mickelson. No, Big B, the guy that couldn't feel pain. He was on the same episode. With oh, Femme yeah, Beyonce. yeah, yeah. You're talking to... Uh, that's Our the, dude from Trainspot. That's Die Another Day, and that is... Uh, no. Begbie. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. <clears throat> yeah. Or 28 days. 28 or Ravenous. Days 28, later. 28 weeks later. Weeks later. At the very beginning. Weeks. He was also one of the full Monty's. <laughs> that's right. He wasn't one of the full Monty's. Oh, whatever happened Robert Carlyle. He was great in it. I wish they had used his character more. That was one of the ones that people... Uh, that was World is Not Enough, not day, uh, Dying of the Day. One of the worst Bond girls. That was our girl from Starship Troopers. Yeah. And Wild Things. Yeah. Uh, had one of the worst cheesy uh, lines, too. Her name was like Professor Christmas. And yeah. I think they called her Christmas just so they could do that one line at the it's end. Charlie Sheen's wife, right? Yeah. What the Denise Richardson? Name? Denise Richards. That's it. Richardson. I think it's Richards. Denise Richards. Denise Richards, yeah. She was in that sexy movie. Wild Things. Wild Things. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But I think they named her Christmas just so they could do one of the worst yeah. jokes ever is when he's having sex with her right before the credits at the end yeah. and everything. And he's like, I thought Christmas only came once a year. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we but doing? But he had those cheesy what lines. What was that him? one when the sub picked him up one time? Remember, he was in the Arctic skiing away from people and he saw the flag on the sub and he uh, got inside and he Pierce had cheesy lines. you're line. talking Roger Moore. Moore, Roger Moore. Ro- that's beautiful. He had some... At the very cheesy beginning lines. of Roger. Oh, he had King of the Cheesy Lines. It's weird. When one of them go to a little, went a little too comedy and cheesy, the next one was hardcore and dark. Yeah. So you got to win them back. And, well, once they... were they, trying to get people interested. They were very younger. Very few 
cheesy or cringeworthy scenes are in the Daniel Craig ones. That's why that's why those ones are really good. Have you even seen the last one? Uh-uh. The uh, No Time to Die? No. Oh, it's really good, dude. It's really good. And it was like pushing three hours. And that's the one with Remy Malik was all fucked up. And uh, I think there was another villain in that too. Well, Kristoff came back. I don't even remember it. I've only seen it once. One of the best later ones, though, is that... Um, is the one where he goes to the farmhouse at the end with Albert Finney's at the farmhouse. Yeah. Man, it was good. It wasn't, it might've been Spectre actually. Uh, it's the one where they blew up parliament. Remember Ray Fiennes became M like yeah. right after that. I think they killed Judy Dench off and they just made him the new M. So. How could you do it? I don't know. <laughs> she was getting up there, but yeah, if you're a James Bond fan, go back and watch our early episodes and everything. Or if you've got enough James Bond, then, uh, Thanks you, for listening. You have all. Of them. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you have them all. Uh, I will definitely have them all. Yep. I have the great box set with all the Blu-rays, and then I bought the subsequent ones uh, afterwards. Which I think there's 22 or 23 in the box set, and I think they're at 25. What do you think? What do you right think now. a lot of those would sell for? Uh, they, I don't think they're going to sell much it's, at all. No, no. If you posted tomorrow, every single Bond movie ever made on Blu-ray, boom. Uh, you can get them pretty cheap. Really? It's weird. I yeah, think you can get them pretty cheap. I have a set of the DVDs uh-huh. in the other room in the sleeves mm-hmm. that I can't give away. If you want them, I got them all. No. All the way to David. See? I can't give these fuckers away. <laughs> I don't have a it, DVD. It's from Dr. No all the way till, uh, like, I think Spectre or, or... So there's like 23 DVDs the other, in the other room and no one wants them. You go through those things. Coasters? Have, have a great... <laughs> Or have a great like, I mean, tried staples. Man, you try to go through all twenty three of those movies. I mean, it's it's a miss my screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's this wild card for this week. We and Justin have another one planned coming up in the next week or so. So we will get that we can out. Keep too. doing them through the holiday season if you want. Oh yeah, I mean we're gonna do wild cards all the way up till probably uh, the three hundred. We're close to three hundred. So. What are we at? I think 287 or something, or 288 or something like that. So we have our year in review coming up at the end of the year, which we'll probably, and then we, we'll do something special for our 300th episode. But yeah, until then, we're going to just keep up with our three wild cards. It keeps it keeps it different, and it keeps us from repeating anything that we might have uh, talked about uh, too much. I mean, I, 300, we've almost talked about every movie. Uh, but there's still some out there. Hell, I own 3,000, so I know there's some... Uh, Gems. Talked about. gems you don't own not all gems you don't you don't know junk yeah uh there's some junk there's in there, some but i do trim i do trim it every once in a while and i i my standards get more and more the older i get you were like so. h&r puff and stuff where did i get this I like, when am i gonna when am i gonna watch that so yeah sometimes things get dismissed but if you want to get a hold of us you can uh, leave me or justin a message on facebook or if you want to talk to dave too you could uh hit us up on email films at gmail.com or you could leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms soundcloud or itunes we'd appreciate it so until next week for another exciting episode see ya bye how about new you crazy dutch bastard (laughs) 